0: Lymphoma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Lymphoma Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from David Rossi from the Institute of Ecology Research in Bellinzona, Switzerland. Hi everybody, Uh, I'm David Rossi and I'm going to discuss uh, with you the the clinical uh, applications of uh, the liquid biopsy in uh, lymphomas. And uh, I will touch upon three major uh, fields. The first uh, is the diagnostics. Um, I'm not gonna say that uh, a liquid biopsy, which uh, means uh, uh, genotyping uh, of the lymphoma by using uh, the DNA released by the tumor in the plasma uh, will uh, ever substitute uh, the uh, classical tissue biopsy. Uh, for reaching uh, the formal diagnosis of lymphoma and the subtyping of the lymphoma type. However, there are uh, special scenarios in which uh, the histopathologic evaluation could be uh, complemented by the genotyping of the liquid biopsy in order to reach a confident uh, final diagnosis of uh, lymphoma. And I would like to mention to you uh, three of these uh, special scenarios. First, uh, the vitreal lymphomas, we know that uh, the diagnosis is pretty difficult, uh, which is because it is based on the cytology of the cells that are collected from the liquid of the vitreous. And already in uh, some pathologic institutes, uh, uh, a sort of liquid biopsy, I mean, the analysis, uh, the genetic analysis of the liquid of the vitreous in order to identify Mutations that are typical associated with this lymphoma type are added upon the morphology and the phenotype of the tumor cells in order to reach a confident diagnosis of intralymphoma. lymphoma. A second scenario is the intravascular is lymphoma. It's a pretty rare condition, sometimes difficult to be reached as diagnosis, and in this setting, given the intravascular localization of the tumor cells, the amount of circulating tumor DNA that can be used for genotyping is pretty high. And again, uh, the genotyping can complement the histopathologic assessment to reach the diagnosis. And finally, the primary central nervous system lymphoma, it's, it's uh, it locates in a, uh, side that uh, he has a limited uh, access for biopsies, and uh, therefore again, uh, when the diagnosis based on tiny tissue uh, biopsies uh, is uh, not fully established, uh, again the analysis of uh, the cerebrospinal fluid, uh, another kind of liquid biopsy, uh, for the detection of mutation associated with this lymphoma type may, may make. Uh, uh, might make the uh, final diagnosis more confident. Uh, what may be more relevant uh, is the genotyping uh, of the liquid biopsy in order to identify uh, potential biomarkers uh, that can be used to guide uh, treatment. And in the field of lymphomas, uh, there are some already entering the practice uh, Uh, I would mention mid-ADN mutations, uh, which uh, mark sensitivity to BTK inhibitors, or EZH2 mutations, which mark uh, sensitivity to tazemetostat, the EZH2 inhibitor. And there are proof already available in the literature that these mutations can be identified and tracked uh, in the liquid biopsy from blood in, in lymphoma patients. A uh, 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 second scenario uh, in of the diagnostics where we might place the liquid biopsy is the monitoring of the response uh, to therapy. Uh, we have a very uh, uh, sensitive and specific tools, imaging tools available, the PET scan, for example, in aggressive lymphomas. However, we are all aware that, uh, especially at the early time points, uh, when you would like to understand whether the lymphoma is responding or not after a few cycles of therapy and deciding whether you have to change modality in order to, to not add toxicity without activity, uh, the PET scan, uh, a bit uh, in Hodgkin lymphoma and more largely in B-cell lymphoma, has a certain degree of inaccuracy because of false positive and false negative results. And in that situation, the liquid biopsy may be helpful by complementing the imaging by the PET scan and improving the accuracy of the uh, qualification, quantification of the residual disease and uh, may help in the future if this data will be uh, further validated in clinical trials in uh, changing modality of therapy, like de-escalation or escalation of treatment. Uh, The final uh, setting where the liquid biopsy may be useful is the monitoring of the remission status after the end of therapy, uh, in order to anticipate the clinical relapse uh, before that uh, it uh, uh, causes impending organ damage or life-treatening condition to the patient. And this is particularly uh, helpful in aggressive lymphoma uh, uh, that have a fast kinetics uh, and may relapse uh, in a very aggressive and extensive manner. And in this setting, there are evidence that uh, uh, checking the liquid biopsy during the remission phase periodically can anticipate uh, the relapse of the disease, uh, the clinical and imaging relapse of the disease uh, uh, of uh, six to nine uh, uh, nine months. Uh, eventually, uh, if uh, uh, applied in the practice, uh, this uh, um, positivity or repositivization of the liquid biopsy could uh, trigger uh, the workup for a suspicion of relapse, like indicating the imaging that we are no longer doing routinely every three, six months in the practice in order to avoid uh, uh, the complication of uh, exposing the patient to the radiation. And indeed there are ongoing clinical trials where uh, the liquid biopsy is tested every three, six months in order to trigger eventually the PET scan to pick up early the, uh, clinic, the relapse of uh, the tumor. Lymphoma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.